Good morning, everybody. How y'all doing? All right. Good to see everyone all in your Christmas colors. Y'all looking real good. Just so joyous and prosperous. So glad to see each of you just excited about this Advent season. So y'all going to say she's excited about everything. When it comes to Jesus, you're right. I just get excited about the whole thing. But Advent is just a special season. I mean, you get to wear crazy wild colors and crazy sweaters and, and even crazy boots. <laughs> and I love it. I love it. I just live all out loud. Well, I do that anyway. But it's really nice <laughs> to have a season for it. Um, before I get started, I'm just going to check your memory a little bit. Let's see. This is the third Sunday of Advent. But we had two Sundays before. I want to see if you remember what those Sunday messages were about. Now, the first message, the first Sunday of Advent, what was the subject? All right, all right, go ahead. Woo! Got one out there. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Now, y'all know I'm going to make you say that, right? Because not enough of you could just jump up and say it. You're supposed to have that in your spirit by now. So we're going we're gonna to work it, work it into your spirit, okay? We're going to massage it in there. So let's do this together. But before we do that, can somebody tell me what the second Sunday of Advent was? What was that sermon? What did it talk about? Hope. They did light a candle for hope. But pastor talked about being at a festival of joy, right? He called it jubilant joy. I mean, that double stuff, that really joyful stuff, jubilant joy. So I want you to reach down deep, pull up some jubilant joy. I mean, the big stuff, not the little stuff. But I want you to bring it up from the very inners. And I want you to say, the joy of the Lord is our strength. All right? Y'all ready? You can jump up if you want it. If you feel it, jump on up. But let's do this thing together. One, two, three. The joy of the Lord is our strength. All right, I had one to stand up. Hallelujah. I'll accept it. Thank you, Jesus. All right, we about to get this thing. We about to get it, I tell you. Well, I tell you, uh, Pastor picked at me. He said I went a little short in the last service. Well, that's because I did cut a little something out of my sermon because it was a little ditty that I had heard ever since I was a child, but I didn't want to interrupt the service. You know, Brett planned some of the most beautiful music you ever heard, and I didn't want to interrupt, so I just kind of cut it out. But this service Y'all allow me to be a little free around here, a little bit, a little bit. So I'm going to get y'all to sing this with me. 
There was a woman back when I was growing up, Reverend Curitan's wife. Now, Sister Curitan, I think she probably, she had some low days. But even on her lowest days, Sister Curitan would stand up before the church and she would begin to sing. And her song was Joy Bells. And, you know, I never thought about this, but I'm going to tell you, that little song got me through so many rough days. When you're a kid, you don't think that you'll ever really think about that kind of thing. We just, you know, laughed and smiled whenever she would sing it. But so many days I was singing joy bells, joy bells, ringing in my soul to get me through the day. So I am going to offer you that little ditty just for you to have on your own, a little something from Sister Curitan, God bless you, that uh, can take you through the, some of those tough times. But y'all gonna have to help me because I'm not much of a singer, but we gonna work it out, all right? And here it goes, because y'all going to clap with me. And the words are this. Joy bells, joy bells, ringing in my soul. Joy bells, joy bells, I am free and whole. Jesus came and found me, wrapped his arms all around me. And now those blessed joy bells are ringing in my soul. See, now you understand me a little bit better, don't you? Now those blessed joy bells are ringing in my soul. All right, here we go, y'all. We're going to try this thing. I can't do it like Sister Curitan, but I'm going to bring it, all right? Okay. Joy bells, joy bells ringing in my soul. Joy bells, joy bells, I am free and whole. Jesus came and he found me, wrapped his arms all around me. And now those blessed joy bells are ringing in my soul. Talking about joy bells, joy bells ringing in my soul. Joy bells, joy bells. I am free and whole. Jesus came and he found me, wrapped his arms around me. And now those blessed joy bells are ringing in my soul. Amen, amen. Woo. Amen, joy bells, joy bells ringing in my soul. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you for your hope, for your peace, your joy, and your love. Your praises are forever on our lips. Lord, we thank you for the great things you have done and for all you're still going to do. Here on this third Sunday of Advent, we come rejoicing and singing and being exceedingly glad. You have raised us up this morning and shielded us from the wiles of the devil and the clutches of death. For this we are grateful, Lord, thanking you for your loving mercy and gentle kindness. We don't deserve it, Lord, but you bless us anyway. Oh, hallelujah. You are worthy of every praise. And God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, please bring us a word today. Open our ears that we might hear. Awaken our hearts that we might be attentive to you. In the blessed name of Jesus, we pray. 
Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. Our scripture lesson today comes from Zephaniah, the third chapter, 14 through the 18th verses. Now, I just love that name, Zephaniah. I've been just saying it, just, just, just working with it. And we're going to play with it a little while. But that 14 through 18th verses is a song of joy, just like my little joy bells. A song of joy. It says, sing aloud, O daughter Zion, shout, O Israel. Rejoice and exalt with your heart, O daughter Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away the judgments against you. He has turned away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord is in your midst. You shall fear disaster no more. On that day you shall be said, you be said to Jerusalem, do not fear, O Zion. Do not let your hands grow weak. The Lord your God is in the midst, a warrior who gives victory. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will renew you in his love. He will exult over you with loud singing as on the day of festival. I will remove disaster from you so that you will not bear reproach for it. This is the word of God for the people of God. Amen. My subject for today is, we are the source of God's joy. We are the source of God's joy. Now, as I approach this scripture, one of the first questions I asked was, who in the world is Zephaniah? I mean, he has such a cool name, and I want to know who he is. Who are you, Zephaniah? Now, the truth of the matter is, I've not heard very many sermons from this book of the Bible. Now, maybe you have, but I, I just haven't. Therefore, it was a bit new to me. It, it wasn't something I was familiar with, so I thought maybe... Some of you may be thinking and having the same question. Who is Zephaniah? Well, so glad you asked. Zephaniah is the ninth of the 12 minor prophets. He prophesied in the days of Josiah, King Josiah, who ruled from 640 to 609 BCE. Now, some believe him to be an African Jew, an Ethiopian. Some believe him to be the great-great-grandson of King Hezekiah, the ruler of Judah. Now, although this is a point of debate, I decided it must be true. With a name like Zephaniah, this person must be black royalty. I said, oh, yeah. This is black royalty right here. <laughs> See, the name is kind of like butter. It just rolls off your tongue. I mean, just try it, try it. I want to hear it. 
Come on, let's say it together. Zephaniah. Ooh, that sounds so pretty. That sounds good. I mean, it is a great name. So I figured a name like this must have a great meaning. I mean, you just don't have Zephaniah for no reason. So I looked it up, and I found it does have a great meaning. It is a male name, which means Yahweh has hidden. Yahweh protected and treasured by God. I said, oh, that is beautiful. It is as beautiful as the name itself. And it goes so well with what we're going to talk about today. What an appropriate name for this wonderful little book of the Bible. I call it a little book because the entire book is only three chapters. Now, you can read three chapters in one setting. Just sit down and just read through that. And it's an easy read. And it's so beautifully written that you'll enjoy your time. Now, granted, let me kind of tell you, I'm going to let you in on this. The first two chapters are tough. They're pretty rough on the people of Israel and the surrounding nations. Now, Zephaniah doesn't pull any punches on this prophecy. See, he prophesies and gives them a stern message from the Lord. I mean, that's typical of what prophets do. It's usually a pretty stern message, or it's a great message. So, in so many words, and I'm going to be paraphrasing. This is not what you'll read when you pick up this book. But I'm going to kind of tell you what the first couple of chapters said. Zephaniah basically said to the people, God is tired of all your mess. And God is getting ready to destroy you with a burning fire. The day of the Lord is near and is coming fast. Now, the day of the Lord means the day of vengeance, the day that the Lord comes and gains all and takes rule over everything. And it's a tough time to hear. But he says, the day of the Lord is near and is coming fast. God is going to crush you for being such an arrogant and stiff-necked people. You all are sneaking around and worshiping other gods, hiding up on the roof so you can worship the moon and worship the stars and not the one true God. You no longer go to Yahweh for guidance. You think you know everything and can do it all by yourself. Oop, some of us may resemble some of these remarks. <laughs> You are hard-headed, and no one can tell you anything because you think you know it all. You all have gotten too comfortable and complacent and no longer trust in the Lord, your God. See, you act like God is going to contend with this disobedience and rebellion forever. 
So you go around mistreating those who love God and who humble themselves before the Lord. You take advantage of the economically impoverished and the politically weak people. Your judges are corrupt and your rulers fail to seek God. Ooh, oh my goodness. You ought to be ashamed of yourself, but you're too arrogant and prideful to even be ashamed. You all are so far gone, you're not even worth saving. So God is going to destroy the entire earth with a fire. You need to get your act together. I said, oh, oh no, Zephaniah, how much I loved your name. But your message is a little rough. This word is a little concerning. I mean, uh, let's see. The things we heard in that message, self-serving, unrighteous, corrupt and greedy, prideful and arrogant, mistreating the poor and disenfranchised. Oh no. This sounds hauntingly familiar. Ah, I see some of you nodding. Y'all hear it too. I said, now wait a minute, wait a minute, Zephaniah. Come on now. This is hitting a little too close to home. You stepping on my toes. You don't step back, boy, step back. This sounds like our current nation. It sounds like our current condition. It sounds like our current situation. But God, we just like Jerusalem. We just like Israel. We don't want to be destroyed. We don't want to burn. I mean, really? Fire? Come on, Lord. COVID? Oh, come on, Lord. Help us, Jesus. So what must we do to be saved? See, that's the same question that Jerusalem needs to know. What must we do to be saved? This can't be the end. I mean, can't we go to God? Can't we say something? Can't we do something to prevent all the craziness? Well, I, I went back and I looked and I decided we must do just as the people of Israel did. We must repent. And that word repent says, turn from your wicked ways. Turn away from those things that are pulling you away from God. Turn away from those things that are keeping you from the fullness of who God is. Turn away and come back to God. We must worship the one true God and God only. Now, in America, we get a little caught up. We got a one true God, and we pull it out of our wallets, and we take care of everything we need to do. That almighty dollar, see, even by name, because that's what we call it, the almighty dollar. See, 
we must humble ourselves and take heed to the word of God. We must love God and love one another. See, the sins that were being committed was because of a lack of love. If we do not, we will suffer the same fate as Israel. The same thing that they were about to face, we're going to face some stuff if we don't turn around and turn back to God. See, we will be destroyed as a people and as a nation unless we repent, for the year of the Lord is near and coming fast. <laughs> I said, Zephaniah, this is rough business. But I thank God for chapter 3. Ooh, I thank God for verse 14 through 18. Because what we find, Zephaniah gives this I mean, that is just hard stuff to hear. But then he turns around and begins to sing a song of praise. It was a song of joy. That's how it is labeled in the Bible, a song of joy. So after telling the people all these horrors that are going to befall them, Zephaniah breaks out in a song of joy. You, uh, you see, King Josiah was the king when Zephaniah was prophesying. He takes heed and brings reform to all of Israel. He changes the way things are being done. He put God back in God's rightful place. So Josiah turns the nation back to Yahweh and turns away from sin and submits to God's righteous rule. In turn, God is faithful to forgive. That's the God we serve. God is faithful to forgive. You see, when we repent, God takes away all the judgments against us and protects us from our enemies. And when we get it right and turn our hearts to God, God rejoices over us. Now, that picture just gets me excited, I know. Y'all gonna start making a little thing. This, this also gets her excited. <laughs> the picture of God rejoicing over us, and I bet you God has jubilant joy over us. And just, just that is a beautiful picture to me that when our hearts are pure and when we worship God in spirit and in truth, we are the source of God's joy. Oh, my goodness. We are the source of God's joy. God delights in us and rejoices when we turn and say, God, I can't do this on my own. I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't know how to run my own life. <laughs> I need some help. The truth is, I don't know much of anything. So I definitely don't know everything. I need your help. See, it brings joy to God to help us. It brings joy to God to bless us. Oh, you know, Jesus is our joy. 
the joy of Christmas. Jesus is our gift, but then God turns around and says, and you're my gift, you're my joy. When you accept my son, oh my goodness, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Thus, our scripture for today is a song of joy. The Lord renews us in God's love and lifts us up. Zephaniah says, Yahweh breaks out in song when the people repent and return home. Our creator God delights in us and we recognize who God is. When we recognize who God is and we come in relationship with our creator, God rejoices. I can just imagine God just encouraging us and, and cheering us on. You got this. Be strong. Don't fear. Don't worry. I got you. Everything is all right. And you shall fear disaster no more. The Lord your God is in your midst. Emmanuel. God is with us, a warrior who gives victory. See, God is rejoicing over you with gladness, rejoicing over you with gladness. We are the source of God's joy. Now, if you want to bring joy to God's heart, then accept God as the head of your life. You will be saved and celebrated by God. Just as the name of this book denotes, God will hide you. God will protect you because you are treasured by God and a source of great joy. Now, if, if God can sit up there and rejoice over you and be so happy to know you, be so delighted with you. Can't you be just as happy, just as delighted, just as overjoyed, just as jubilant in your joy over God as God is over you? Now, if you say, well, I just, I just don't feel it. I, I just ain't got it yet. It ain't, it ain't in me like that yet. It's all right. God is waiting with arms wide open. Jesus said, come. Because we already heard, Jesus is our light and the source of our joy. Jesus is the answer and the reason for this season. So if you'd like to come, the altar is open. If you need to lay that heavy burden down, if you don't feel any joy bells in your soul, come. Lay that thing on the altar and let God rejoice over you. Amen. Amen.